Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Maura Z and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, March 27th, 2019, and we are reading from the big book. We are in Bill's story on page 15. We'll be reading the second paragraph, which begins, commenced, we commenced to make many fast friends and concentrating our comments on that one paragraph. The reference numbers for yesterday, 7 a.m. meeting, 12,702, 10 a.m. meeting, 12,704. Today's readers, Tenzin P., Lindsay, excuse me, Katie G., Leon B., Barbara E., and the reference, oops, see, I read it backwards. That's why I got confused. Okay. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Tenzin P., would you please read OA's 12 steps? Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P., checking in. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing, wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin P, for your service. Katie G, would you please read the 12 traditions of OA? I'd be delighted, Maura. Thanks for your service. Katie G, recovered in Boston. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility <clears throat> or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for allowing me to be of service, and I pass. Thanks, Katie G, for jumping in. Appreciate your service. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your share to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Please do time yourself, but I will give gentle reminders. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are on page 15 in Bill's story and we're gonna be reading the second paragraph that starts, we commenced to make many fast friends and concentrating our comments on just that one paragraph. 
And Leon V, would you please get us started this morning? Yes, good morning. This is Leon B, gratefully recovered from Simpsonville, South Carolina. We commenced to make many friends and the fellowship has grown, excuse me, we commenced to make many fast friends and the fellowship has grown up among us of which it is a wonderful thing to be, to feel a part. The joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. I have seen hundreds of families set their feet in the path that really goes somewhere, have seen the most impossible domestic situations righted, feuds and bitterness of all sorts wiped out. I have seen men come out of asylums and resume a vital place in the lives of their families and communities. Business and professional men have regained their standing. There is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. In one Western city and its environs, there are 1,000 of us in our families. We meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. At these, formal in, at these informal gatherings, one may often see from 50 to 200 persons. We are growing in numbers and power. Wow, there's just a lot in that paragraph. Um, and I'm excited because there's so much to share on that um, I'm not even sure where to share. But the thing that touched me the most was um, the very first um, sentence I really couldn't move past about we commence to make many fast friends and a fellowship has grown up among us, of which it is a wonderful, a wonderful thing to feel apart. And I began to think about this somewhere else in the big book that talks about we don't normally mix. And actually, it's the next page over. <laughs> it says we do not know we are people who normally would not mix, where there exists among us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. And I can't think of any better words to describe how wonderful it is to be in this program and the, and it's the people that I have connected with on such a deep level. And I served in the military for 12 years, and I've gone to two conflicts. And you make some really good friends during those times that you're, you know, contemplating life together and you're carrying around weapons and and, and rucksacks and you living with this person and and those friendships from those um, deployments stay with you for years and I, I'm still in contact with these guys and gals over the past 20 some odd years and it can't even touch the relationships or the depth of the relationships that I have with my friends from OA. It is something about this common problem that we share and the common solution that we found that has just bonded us. And, and the big book describes this so wonderfully. It's bonded me. And I have met people that I was out with my two older sons last night and they asked me, are you still talking to your friends from Utah? I said, I sure do. Because I came back and I told them all about you. And I said, we met up in LA and we're looking to meet up again in Jersey. And I'm hoping to meet up with some in, in New York. And and I can't explain it. I, I thought about a member yesterday. I mean, I just thought of her, and she called me. And I, I wanted to call her, but it was too early because she lives in L.A. And she called me, you know. And I just, I don't say if it is odd or if, is it odd or is it God. I mean, that was God. She was on my heart. And she called, and we talked, and we just had a wonderful 
fellowship. Nowhere can you just reach out to somebody and they instantly know your your heart. They know your feelings, and then they point you back to your higher power. You know, there's there's so many points that I can drill down, uh, as my friend likes to say, on this. But I'm going to leave it for for the group. Um, so many there's a lot of promises in here that have come true in in my life. And uh, my sponsor has told me to read this book and look for promises and see if they're coming true in your life. And if they're not, ask yourself why. But there's so many things in here, but I can't get past the first line. It's, it's the friendship. It's, it's the it's the hugs. You're hugging perfectly good strangers. You're hugging them and loving them when they first come in the room and you see their feelings, you see their hurt. You know Gentle hurt. reminder. And I, and I will pass with that. I thank you guys. And I will say thank you so very much, Leon B., for starting us off this morning. So if you would like to share on what was just read, please give me your name and your first initial of your last name. And if I call it back out, you know I've heard you. Please put the one, one to share. Matt yeah. M. Matt Julie R. Julie Jennifer R. Jennifer M. from Maryland. Julie R. A. Jennifer Hey, hang, I'm, I'm speaking faster than my pen goes. Matt M, Janice P M, Julie R, Gloria, Jen A, and Lisa B. Okay, there we have it. And I'm sorry if I didn't get you all, but I only got two ears. Okay, um, Matt M, um, if you're not Matt M, please press star one to mute your phone. Matt M, please get us started, followed by Janice P M. Good morning, Maura. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt Emma, compulsive eager over here in New Jersey on the East Coast. Yeah, it's, this is a really um, good paragraph. You know, normally we are people who would not mix. And I met some people in the rooms that if I would have met them on the street, I never would have been friends with them. I probably would have, but to be honest, I probably would have avoided them. But we all have that common, as we share that common peril, we share that common peril of being in the same boat, lifeboat. And, uh, with all, we all have the life preservers on, the vests on, and we're all we were all drowning, and we all help each other rescue each other because it's a we program. And as long as I work the steps in the big book, the way it's the way it's written, um, God will put the right kind of people in my life, and He has. You know, I made some wonderful friends, even though I've only met some of them on the phone. I've got to meet a lot of them when I went to the conference two years ago, and you know what? I have pictures. I have pictures to have put a face to the voice. And it's a wonderful feeling to feel it connected to people who I never met, never would have met otherwise if I wasn't in the rooms. You know, this program has saved my life countless times, and you know, I I want to give back what I've so freely been given to me. I've been given so many wonderful gifts by wonderful people, rides to meetings, gifts of literature, um, scholarships to conventions. You know, uh, I want to give back what I've been given, and I'm starting to do that now. God has blessed me with the job. I'm working to get what I need to get in my life, and I'm, I'm paying my debts now because I want to give back. I want to call people. I call newcomers now. I call people who need who need me just as much as I need them. And uh, this this is the way we do. I set my foot on the right path to spiritual healing and wellness, and I'm very grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Janice P.M., it's your turn, followed by Julie R. Well, thank you, and good morning to you, Mara Z. If you could kindly <clears throat> tie me, I'd appreciate that. Yes, I'm a Done. grateful recovered, um, recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, I didn't come into OA to get friends. I mean, 
I don't think anybody does that. But anyway, the joy of living that we really have, even under pressure and difficulties, it's amazing how true, how much hope this paragraph gives to each one of us. Now, I can, not honestly, I can say through my experience that I've had I've had some dem- very serious domestic situations. They have been righted. The feuds, the bitterness of my son's um, illnesses have been wiped out. Um, yeah, the, he has come out years ago from, well, asylums from hospitals um, because of this disease and um, alcoholism. And, um, you know, he's a different person today. Have I gone through hardships? Well, this is the attraction of this fellowship um, that I've seen. I've seen and, and heard from many members the same experience that I've had. The attraction was there. What was the attraction? Well, first of all, they were recovered, and then their families reunited, and that's how the fellowship grows so that we can spread the message that this actually happened to me. I mean, you know, I was ready for divorce, I think, five years after I got married. And, you know, we lasted, uh, you know, 54 years. And then he died. And I'm still the joy of living with my son, who I've never had a relationship with him in all my life like I do now because, see, God has planned that that uh, he has taken care of me because, one, I practice these steps. I heard from you people uh, stories just like mine or even worse, and we we are still alive, and we're doing well, and there is joy of living. Can you imagine? What a paradox. How can you have joy of living with all that that happened, the bitterness, the, the addictions and the sicknesses and the deaths? Yes, well, here I am to tell you that there's so much hope, and I witnessed this in this fellowship. So with that, I am going to pass. Thanks. With time to spare, thank you, Janice P.M., for your share. Julie R., it's your turn, followed by Gloria. Hi, Maura. Thank you. Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And I want to concentrate on a few sentences, but of course, we commence to make many fast friends and a fellowship has grown up among us. You know, um, I can just use you more as an example. I've known Maura since, I think, 2008. And it's like the friendships that you meet in the rooms with people who understand the disease, but also understand the solution. There's nothing like it. Um, It's powerful. I mean, I have a fellowship that I've always craved for, no matter what's going on in my life. Um, You know, throughout my, um, you know, the last 20 years, there's been, well, I've been in a way since 81, but death, illness, uh, issues with my kids, uh, work, you name it. And there's always somebody in the fellowship that has been through it that can offer some guidance, not opinions, but guidance, or just to be there to hold me and to lift me up. Um, It's just powerful. And the last sentence is, we meet frequently. Why? For the newcomer. 
so that they may find this fellowship. You know, as soon as I get a new sponsee, I give them a list of people, of recovered men and women who have had a change in their life, a transformation, that they are nothing like they were before. That's what I do as soon as I start working with somebody so that they could build this fellowship. Why just to have friends and chat? No, to be able to glean how this program has saved somebody's life and to get practical, practical experience and information. Because we don't do this alone. It's a, it's a we program. And, you know, for me, it was always Julie's way, Julie, Julie, Julie. But now I have a fellowship. I mean, I'm, I've had to go through a lot of different things this last six months. And, you know, I've got this core group of people that know everything about me. That when I call up, they're in tune with it. So if you're a newcomer, get that fellowship. Get that core group of people so that it, you can have, um, besides your God, God's number one, right, creator, but that you have a fellowship that can help you through this awesome program. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Julia. Gloria, it is your turn, followed by Jen A. Gloria, would you give us your last initial? Okay. Uh, excuse me, Gloria K. Thank you. Please go ahead. Hi. I'm a very grateful, compulsive overeater and so, so glad to be on the line today. I hardly ever call in. Um, I do listen, not, a, not, 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 uh, not often, but I, uh, I've been around the rooms uh, for 32 years, and I have to say that the best, closest, and dearest friends of, me, of mine are my OA pals. And um, I love this program. The vision is fantastic. And I feel like I know some of the people on there. They don't know me, but I know them. And um, it's just a way of life. But the friendship and the love and the support, and no one else understands uh, our disease but a fellow aware. So thank you all. And um, just wanted to shout out today. And thank you to Linda R. and Jody. Jody. Um, She's not on this one, but she's one of my friends from OA and dear, dear, dear friends. And love the program. Thank you. Pass. Thank you, Gloria K. Jen A, it's your turn, followed by Lisa B. Good morning. This is Jen A, recovered compulsive reader, anorexic and bulimic from Colorado. Well, I got my pink highlighter out, ladies and gentlemen, and there. That paragraph is highlighted and colored and just, it's gooey with pink. Why? Because it's full of promises for me. Um, when I came into the program, um, there was that F word before program, right? And that was friend. And I didn't have any of those. So friend was a big F word to me. And, um, you know, today I will say that um, friends are the joy um, of this program. And unlike it's been stated so many times, it's we, you, me, the other me, the other, the other. It's the power of the other that really, um, really drags us through this program, right? That encourages us, that helps, that answers those phone calls, um, that guides us, that sits with us and does inventory. Um, 
It really just shows us that spends time with us. In fact, somebody texted me yesterday and said, why are you so nice to me? Um, you know, cause she's, she can't put the food down and she wants to, she wants to do this thing. And, and she said, if I do it for a couple of days, will you sponsor me? I said, absolutely. Why are you so nice to me? Cause someone else befriended me first. That's how this program works. Someone else had that rope down that hole. And that person, you said, just grab a hold and I'll pull you up. You got to be willing to grab the rope. And that's what I did. And so that's what's so beautiful, right, is that um, I have fast friends and fellowship. And those fast friends don't disappear. Those friends are there for me through thick and thin. When it says, you know, when they're under pressure this week um, with work for me um, and difficulty, um, I had friends texting me. Um, a friend prayed with me in the grocery store. Um, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to me. And, um, you know, I, I just think this is a paragraph packed with promises, but I also have to remember is that these promises come after I've worked these steps and as a result of a spiritual awakening. And that's when my light, my life is just lit up, right? Lit up with hope and joy, even under the pressure and the difficulty. And so I'm so grateful for this program. I'm grateful grateful for all the people that show up um, because, you know, after those promises, it says we meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. And that's why we keep coming back is um, to share this message with the still suffering compulsive overeater. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. And Lisa B., it is your turn. Good morning, Maura. My name is Lisa B. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and it's a really wonderful meeting. The line that jumps out for me, the joy of living we really have, and I have to remember that that joy of living has always been going on. It's been going on. It's been going on. It's been going on, but I never was a part of life. Life has been here running and thriving, and there's always been a vital source of help and guidance and protection, but I was just cut off from it. I was so unaware of it. And that's the thing that really uh, jumps out for me. And as a result of taking the action steps, this is such an action program, not just observation, you know, not just contemplating, but it's really jumping in and taking the action steps. Even when I'm not fully understanding it, even when I'm not fully feeling it, it's going forward quickly in abstinence and letting the action plan of this program carry me and bringing about an experience. So I wanted to share on some of the ways, um, you know, through living in steps 11, answering those questions in my nightly review. And one of the questions I love is, have I kept something to myself, which should be discussed with another? This illness of compulsive overeating for me is such about, is really about isolating, isolating. And I need to share with my fellows that are recovered um, in my 10 steps, those things that are hidden in inventories. I need to share it with others, those thoughts and those motives that keep me sick and stuck in secrecy, and often it is in thoughts. You know, it's not always in action today that are causing outward harms, but it's those thoughts that keep me sick, and like we always hear on this line, all action is born in thought. So growing and understanding and effectiveness is so helpful to me. 
keeping me fresh and alive and connected. The other thing I love that I've heard on this line that has happens as a result of these steps is it becomes less about me and more about my higher power actually living through me, becoming a vessel, a channel, a conduit. And that's why living with each other, our co-fellows, is so wonderful because I'm also interacting with people that are vessels and channels. And then extending my hand to the sick and suffering that are not yet in that place, that are cut off still. Um, so anyways, I, I just wanted to share the wonderful way of living that I experience daily, but I have to stay active in these steps every day because the ego rebuilds itself and I start to get cut off again. And keeping my thought life on a higher plane is so vital for me. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa B. Okay, so we are, as a reminder, um, in Bill's story, and we're on page 15. We're reading the second paragraph. We commence to make many fast friends and sharing on just that one paragraph. And if you give me your first name and last initial, I'll read it back out to you. You know you're on the list. Who would like to share? Barbara K. from Atlanta. Barbara E. Somebody from Atlanta. Liz. Who's from Atlanta? Toby K. Amy G. Liz. Darian K. Okay, I'm sorry. I got lost from everybody. Let's start over. Barbara E. and someone from Atlanta. Chuck K. Chuck K. Thank you. Who else? Toby K. Darian K. Anita J. And Darian K. And that's where we'll stop for now. I have Barbara E., Chuck K., Toby K., Anita J., and Darian might have been also another K. But anyhow, Barbara E., would you get us started? It would be my pleasure, and I'll start my timer. Okay. Thank you so much, Maura, for um, March, and thank you, Leon B., for that wonderful share and all the shares that came before you. We're tipping almost 400 people today. That shows this program works. This paragraph in Bill's story tells me it's vital to my recovery that I continue to tap into God's power and grow in understanding and effectiveness and then pass this beautiful message of hope and recovery forward. When I came in to 1996, I was desperate desperate to lose weight. I didn't understand what they meant by a three-legged stool, but my obesity and isolation was killing me and destroying my family enough for me to decide to hang on and wait for the miracle that some members whispered about. Remember, it was 1996. My higher power that I didn't yet know I had helped me to decide to stay around for this miracle and stay around after the miracle. Now, 22 years later, when bad things happen in my life and life doesn't follow my script, I remain calmer and I don't reach for the food. That is God working in me. The altruistic friendship that is offered in OA is indeed beautiful, but in the way of a warning, it says in the book on page 17, that alone is not enough. But for me, going to face-to-face meetings helps me gain perspective to see that people go through all kinds of stuff, family death, 
diagnosis of cancer, and they don't pick up. I read someplace, one straw is easily broken, but wrapped together in a bundle, they are infinitely stronger. We together in OA are that bundle. There are are also wonderful promises further on in this paragraph. The joy of living we really have under pressure, and there is scarcely any form of trouble and misery that has not been overcome. We ourselves do not stop our work with others when life gets heavy going. For me, it's precisely when I need it most. But in order for me to be really of service, I had to thoroughly embrace the principles of the program and amazing things started to happen. I started to view the world through different lens. In order for me to be truly of service, I personally need the perseverance to grow in contact with my higher power multiple times during the day. I must live the 12 principles. Thank you. I must live the 12 principles and I strive to employ these 12 principles with everyone I meet in the rooms in and out of OA. Trust God, clean the house, help others. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Chuck K. from Atlanta. It is your turn, followed by Toby K. Good morning. This is Chuck K. from Atlanta. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Thank you. Hey, good morning, everybody. What I wanted to share is I remember in high school and or in junior uh, college, I remember sitting in the back of the class, and I would get irritated when someone in the class would raise their hand up at the teacher's question and go, me, 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 me. And here I am in my truck going to work, and they ask for people to want to share, and that's who I have become. And I'm so thankful for that. The reason I'm thankful for that is because I am in the midst of a spiritual awakening. There's no doubt about it in my mind. I have been in program three and a half years, and about a month ago, I received the gift of powerlessness, and I was determined to do anything that was asked of me, and I did. I find myself in the middle of an in-depth and very quick breakneck speed study of the big book, and during that process, I finally realized what the spiritual awakening was all about. It was something that I was never, never able to grasp a hold of. I can confidently say I am recovered based on my actions for today, but the, the the thoughts of food have been removed. The thoughts of other things have been removed from me. I don't struggle with them. That term relieved made me bristle a year ago, and it brought took me away from listening to these meetings in the morning, and I have listened to them for a month. I have the feeling of the pink cloud that I had when I first became uh, began programs. A wonderful feeling. Um, And then the other thing that I'm thinking about is my life before this month and my life now. My life before this month had me sitting in front of the TV, making bad choices, making poor choices with food and everything else. Now I'm energetic. I don't want to go home, straight home, and watch TV. I want to do other things. And the reason I want to do other things is because I don't want to lose what I have been given. I have been given this once before, and I gave it back. And it took probably three years to get there again. And I don't want to do that again. And I think of my friendships. I have a handful of core friends from high school and college. But 
I'm going to a convention next this next weekend to meet friends. I have met friends on this line. And as the leader shared, and I appreciate the depth of that share when talking about the uh, friends they've made in the, the armed services, because that has to be a close relationship, but it really doesn't compare to what I have in group, the friends I have in group and the things I'm, be able, I'm able to share. So I just want to end saying that I am so grateful for the program. I am very grateful for the people on this line listening right now for their help. Uh, I am so thankful for it, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck K. Toby K., it is your turn, followed by Anita J. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service, Laura. This is Toby K. in uh, Long Island, New York. I've been listening for a long time now. Um, I don't share uh, that much, um, very infrequently, actually. And um, it, it, I, I heard parts of, I heard this paragraph, and it really gave me a lot of hope. Um, my husband has been um, badgering me about this program and says it's a cult. And um, so first I was very uh, insulted, but now I'm thinking cult, you know, cute, uh, unique, lovable, and Toby. And um, and not to not to take it too seriously and to just um, hold my grips on the program by the um, the tips of my fingers. And um, and then I, I saw other conflict. Um, my daughter who's divorced, and now her son is having um, a hard time with his father. And these things are driving me crazy. Um, but I have no control. I'm powerless. And I can only ask God for help. And uh, this, this paragraph um, really gives me a lot of hope because it says hundreds of people, families, set their feet in the path that really go somewhere, that the most have seen the most impossible domestic situations righted, feuds and bitterness of all sorts wiped out. And that's what's happening to me right now. I, I just pray for um, uh, unity in my family and, and cooperativeness and um not meanness and just trying to get along with each other and uh, I'm getting so much um, from this program and I thank you, I pass. Oh, caught me off guard. Thank you, Toby Kay. Anita J, it is your turn, followed by Darian Kay. All right, Laura, thank you so much for your service. And uh, everybody shares. Uh, I, this is Anita J. I'm very grateful. You know, we mean it. This is an organization where when we say we're grateful, man, we're grateful. I never knew what the word meant until um, I dialed into this, of which it wasn't, it was uh, somebody who told me to do it or she wouldn't sponsor me. And so that's how I found you guys. I found you guys. The thing is, 
I have these fast friends. They are. It's 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 incredible. I've I've been in different organizations. I'm not a country club or ladies club type, but I am meaningful type organization type. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. But I got a lot of friends kind of through the regular OA. I have a couple that don't, you know. The thing is that I've been around so long that some of them have died or they've moved to another part of the country, which is also quite possible in our society. The thing is, the people I have met since um, the beginning of 2014, it feels like, you know, it feels it feels like family. I mean, what a family's supposed to be in my fantasies when I was little. It, you know, I'm originally from Illinois, and um, I was visiting two and a half years ago, and a friend that I met over the phone, she drove to where I was. And I came out of a hotel, and I'm looking for her in the bellboy or whatever, the guy there said, um, are you looking for someone? And I said, yes, my friend. He said, what does she look like? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> and um, I mean, it was it was just because, but then as she walked toward me and, you know, we went and had dinner and um, he, I don't know, we could have closed the place down. Where did we get all that to share, meaningful share? You know, I was once the president of the PTA, and um, as I got healthier and healthier, I began to see, I don't like places where you just talk tuna fish. We're talking tuna fish. I want to talk, you know, soul and depth and gratitude, and um, that's how I feel these days, and I'm just very, very grateful. Uh, And when I go anywhere now to conventions and things, and I didn't used to go. What, what did I think? They were too good for me? Anyway, I'm just coming, going to move up to three, so I am passing now. Thank you. Thank you, Anita J. And Darian, I think it's Kay. It's your turn. Hi there. Can you hear me okay? I can. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yep, it's Darian Kay. We're just the popular Ks here. Um so super grateful. Um, I'm calling from uh, Massachusetts, from Berkshires, and um, super grateful, compulsive over a year, and um, oh, it's such a joy. Every morning, I'm given this gift. I drive to work from 7 to 8, and I'm given this gift of this beautiful meeting um, that uh, I was introduced to um, almost two, two, three years ago, two years, and um you know, I'm almost actually finished with my step work with my sponsor, so I'll be sponsoring soon. And um, what a joy. I mean, it's not that I haven't sponsored before, um, but I'm still looking forward to working with others. I know um, I've been in program a long time, and I know um, when I work with other people um, and, you know, I feel like I'm part of, which I never felt before, um, I, I just get this fluttering feeling in my heart. You know, it's just like, and I, and after, to have this feeling after, I mean, I've been around since 1986, to have that feeling all these years is just, to me, a miracle to be excited about something for this long, 
you know, on a on a daily basis to wake up super grateful of that I have this, you know, my abstinence, my willingness um, for one more day. You know, I, I ate my breakfast this morning and I actually said to myself, I'm so grateful for my abstinent food. And it just, it nourishes me, it tastes good, and it's, I don't have to think about it, you know. Um, and, and you know, just working with others is so important and having friends. Uh, like I said, I, I just didn't, I always wanted to have friends and I guess I was a good friend to others, but, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the kind of friendship that we have here. Um, you know, there's 388 people on the line and I feel like I know all of you in some way um, and, 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 you, and you share my, my disease and that's, how, that's what brings us together, you know, and you're sitting here wanting recovery um, on the line and so um, just, just so grateful and, you know, I just, again, look forward to sponsoring people and working with people and giving away what I've been so generously given. Thank you and I pass. Okay, thank you, Darian Kay. And I think we heard Amy G out there somewhere earlier. Are you there, Amy? Yes, this is Amy G. Can you hear me? I can, thank you. Oh, great, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Fantastic paragraph, awesome meeting. Thank you, everyone. Uh, you know, for me, and, and the early success of AA and, and, and with Bill was, was not so much about stopping drinking. It was the results of the sobriety. And we see it here. We see that families were reunited. Feuds and bitterness were wiped out. People were coming out of asylums and, and regaining their standing and having vital um, participation in their community. I mean, this bill was inwardly rearranged through his step work, as was I in this program and continued to be. I mean, prior to the program, you know, my thoughts of success were, you know, power, money, prestige. I was, you know, selfish, self-centered, self-willed. I, I didn't know there was any other way to live. And when the big book talks about being catapulted into the fourth dimension, you know, there's a dimension out there that I can say to the new person on the line that is out there beyond your wildest imagination. Because through this step work and the inventory and everything, I became rearranged inwardly. And every day I look outside of myself instead of constantly thinking about myself. I am a participant in my community. I am a wife. I am a mother. I have a life that I didn't believe possible. That's why they call it a fourth dimension. It is an, it is an unknown but it is mind-blowingly unbelievable beyond my wildest imagination because of the step work, because of this 12-step program. I have become inwardly rearranged. I am a new person. I have been transformed by this program. The food, by the grace of God, no longer calls to me, but there is so much more about this program that offers me a new way of living. Do I do it perfectly? Absolutely, I do not. But one of the benefits, there are these friendships that we're talking about here. Folks, I didn't even know how to be a friend, much less have friends prior to the program. You know, the saying is I didn't have friends, I took hostages. It was all about what you would give me. It was all about how I could use you to fulfill my selfish wants and needs. This program and these steps and this fellowship has taught me to want friends, to learn how to be a friend, and how to have friends. Again, beyond my wildest imaginings. 
This program is amazing. To the newcomer, this program has the ability to transform lives well beyond just putting the food in their in the mouth, in my mouth. <laughs> and with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Amy. Okay. We have time for, I think, uh, three, mm, two or three. Who else? Anita B. And I heard an Anita B. Yes. And Russ, if we can squeeze you in. Ginger C, Anita B, and Russ M. Go ahead, Ginger. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Thank you so much for moderating. Ginger C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And yes, a super powerful paragraph of showing the hope and what can happen. And you know, it all began by all the bites we had to take and the pain that we had to experience to come to this place of a complete surrender. I'm done, I'm out of ideas, willing to go to any length. And then we just follow this practical program of action. And then again, this is what can happen. Families do come back together. People can return to their community and hold their head up high and look them straight in the eye. But one part of this paragraph that's probably one of my favorites is that we meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. And I often hear people saying, I need a meeting. God, I got to get to a meeting. And why do I have to get to a meeting? Probably because I'm not in these directions. I'm not following it precisely. And my life is falling apart, and I'm uncomfortable, and I'm not liking it, and I want a meeting so I can feel better and have a new experience. And it's sad because a lot of these meetings, too, we come and we throw up on the meeting, and we're bringing our mess. And I was told that you bring your mess to your sponsor. You bring the message to the meeting. Because I have to remember that newcomer, they're lucky they even got out their house to get to the meeting. And they cannot stop eating. And then they hear this meeting that's just nowhere showing them any hope at all that there's an answer to this problem of eating. So I love that sentence. We show up for the newcomer. Look for the person sitting in the corner. Don't go for your friends and get your back rubbed. Reach out to the person you do not know. And I'm just so grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. Anita B., it's your turn. Thanks. Thanks so much for being there. Um, I, I just know I need to share, and I just love all the promises in this paragraph because as I recover, uh, you know, the joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty, is something I really needed to hear today. And that's a promise that you know, God wanted me to hear because there are many pressures in my life today and a few difficulties, but I know this program works. As somebody shared how many people are on the line and, you know, how old this book is and how many people have recovered from it, I have a belief in this book. So when I hear that, I know that that's for me too. And instead of wanting to go into the hospital cafeteria or the new little cafe they've made in the hospitals now with the smells and everything else, I uh, know that what I need to do is to try to go help others. Like, that would have never been a thought for me. What? I'm going through all this poor me? I have to 
you know, I would never think to go help someone else to help this situation of mine. I always thought I had to do more praying or, or, you know, fix something or do something else, take control. And so, like, to have that peace today, I do feel a little bit of that spiritual experience that I am so longing and working so hard to attain. And for that, I am very grateful. And uh, thanks a lot. I pass. Thanks for me to be less them. You have three minutes, brother. <laughs> Good morning, Mark. Russ Sam, recovered compulsive reader outside of Philly. So <clears throat> this is obviously great. It's great. Great paragraph. Um, you know, throughout my life, I have a lot of very good friends, more than you can believe, that have been there through a lot of tough times. But none of them can touch this fellowship. Not, not, none of them, and that's, this is all respectful. This is not, I ain't hating. None of them can, can touch what you people have done for me. And, and the gist of it is that you, you nursed me back to health and you taught me how to live through this book and taught me by the way you live how to depend on God. And uh, that's the biggest thing for me because all those promises below would never come. They would never come if I, if we did not surrender to God. And it's uh, it's just beautiful. I love you guys, and uh, and um, you know, my friends in fellowship are like no other. And uh, like I've said before, I waited for this my whole life, and um, I appreciate that you guys are here for me, and actually my family too. So, love you. Have a beautiful day. <clears throat> Thank you, Russ M. Okay, we have time for a one and a half minute share. Who would like it? Vasa O. Vasa O, go ahead, please. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive Vita calling from Florida. Thank you, Maura Z, for your service. And uh, it's a beautiful paragraph again. Reminds me where I was in my life before I came to. Overeaters Anonymous and found a power greater than myself. When I was in my disease, uh, food was my friend, and that was I, that was my joy. When I was going to eat, and what I was going to eat, and you know that was my life. I lived in my own little world. I had difficult time mixing with people. I felt so insecure. I had no life skills, and I've learned it all here through the twelve steps, and you know through the fellowship of Ovaders Anonymous. And uh, coming in the program, I felt a lot of acceptance, love, understanding. Uh, I felt I belonged here. I, I was not alone again. I didn't feel I was alone. I have met people over the years, gradually from all over the world, especially in being in the vision for you for the last 10 years or so, and in from the north to the, to the south, from the east to the west, it's amazing. And, you know, even though I haven't met you face-to-face, I love you all, and I love to hear your experiences and your recovery. Simple reminder. And I'll wrap it up. And I have met some of you in person, and I, I'm so grateful. 
that my higher power has led me to Overeaters Anonymous, and I pass. Good ending to a great meeting. Thank you all. Thank you all. Vasa is our last share for the day. And thank you all for everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Important number. Somebody's unmuted. Important number. Today's share ID. 12,706, 12706. And we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Barbara E., would you please read from page 164? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. It's my honor. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until 